Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Listen as a team from Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry speaks on what they wish they would have known about the kingdom of God when they were younger. All right, we're going to also sit down so we can all be cozy together, like one big happy family. Jack's a little chilly tonight. All right, how are you guys feeling? How was worship? Do you guys like it? I thought it was pretty good. I'm a little bit biased. I love Maddie, but that was great. All right. So this is the beautiful speakers you have for the night. We're going to do the message portion a little bit differently. It's going to kind of be like a panel, kind of going to be like an open mic testimony time. Just kind of chill. These are my beautiful friends. Also, quickly, I have two things I want to say. One... We came on this trip as a missions trip, and we couldn't have done it without our two fearless leaders in the back. That's Hannah and that's Bianca. Can we give them a shout? Yeah! They are the ones who led us on this trip. They're leading us now. We would not be here if it wasn't for them. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Then also, we wouldn't be able to be here without your leaders either. So thank you guys so much for opening up your space for us and letting us take the stage. We are so honored and so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, if you guys don't remember, my name is Rachel, and... Jack. <laughs> no, I was going to have you say, hi, Rachel. We'll hi, that Rachel. Again. Yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> and I am 22 years old. I live in Redding, California. I'm originally from Virginia Beach. I'm in Redding, California for school. So, we're going to go down the line so you can know who you're being spoken to by, and just say your name, your age, and where you're from. Uh, I'm Jack. I'm from Scotland, uh, and I'm in first year of school. I'm I'm twenty twenty two. I'm almost, you almost forgot. I'm almost. <laughs> I'm I'm twenty three in May, so it's it's coming up. Yeah, he's counting down the days. Hi, my name is Denise. I'm from Brazil. I am twenty five years old, and I'm in the first year in the BSSM, Redding, California. Hi, you guys. My name is Mario. I am. Twenty-four, and uh, I'm from Seattle, and I'm in second year in the program. Hello, my name is Skyler. I am from Redding, California, pretty much. Uh, I moved there when I was two years old, but I am currently 20, and I am in first year. What's up? I'm John. I'm I'm 20 years old. I am from the Dalles, Oregon, and I am in second year in BSSM. Sweet. You can pass the mic back this way. And also, for those who don't know, in BSSM, there's, it's a three-year program. So there's first year, second year, and third year. You can do an individual year. You can only do first year. You could do first and second, or you could do first through third. It is a three-year program, but that's optional. Just in case you're wondering, what does that mean when they're in this year? I have no idea what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So we're kind of just going to get into it. I have one question that I'm going to ask them, and they're kind of going to go down the mic and share their answer to that question. And then let's say, like, Jack is sharing something, and it's super intriguing, and we're all interested. I'll ask, like, a follow-up question. We'll dive into it together, figure out his life, get into it together. Um, So, yeah, we're going to do that. So the question of the night that we're asking is, what is one thing you guys wish you knew about Jesus when you were a teenager? So, Jack. That's a, that's a great question. What you got? Um, <laughs> Special delivery. There we go. 
John's just letting his dogs out for the night, you guys. Yeah. It's okay. Letting the dogs breathe. Um, so it's back on track. Um, uh, for me, I think the thing I knew, I wish I knew, uh, was that Jesus actually wanted to know me. Um, me personally. I believe that, like, Jesus wanted to know other people. That person down the front, you know, that raises their hands. Uh, or the really, the speaker on stage. Or my even my mom or dad, I thought that, sorry, mom or dad. Um, I thought that they wanted to, to, he wanted to know them. But I didn't think he actually wanted to know me uh, personally. Um, and so all that kind of kind of changed when I was around. I'd known I'd known about God and uh, known the Lord, and I even said the prayer when I was seven years old. But it didn't really become personal for me until I was actually 17. So I'd like only only five years ago, which makes me sound old. But uh, I was at a, a an event kind of like this at a at a f- summer festival. It was a Christian festival for for youths, and. Uh, I, I was in worship, and I was just worshiping as normal, um, singing the songs, and then all of a sudden, I felt the the presence of the Lord come over me in, like, waves is the only way I can describe it. Um, and it was just, like, it was all, I had to actually sit down because it felt so so weighty, like there was a, a weight to it. And I, I so I sat down just like normal, you know, crisscross applesauce, and then I just felt wave after wave of God's love over me. Um, and it felt like the best hug you've ever gotten, you know? Um, and it just felt like that over and over again. And I felt like God, Jesus really saw me and was letting me know that he saw me for the, the first time, really. Um, and that was, like, life-changing. Um, I hadn't really walked closely with God or as close as I, I wanted to um, or could have done and it was like I was living a double life almost I went to high school and I, I, I made the inappropriate jokes with my friends I I would go to parties every so often and, and maybe drink too much and um, it was just unfulfilling I felt like I didn't know who I was because I was living this different and then I'd go to church on Sunday with my parents and then it just felt like I wasn't being genuine ever either way um, and then, so after that, I, I had to, I had encountered God before and, and met with God and like I'd felt his presence before that, but it really just hadn't um, ever changed me. I had never let it change me. And so I think it's important. You can come to youth group a lot and you can feel God and that's great, but sometimes you just don't let it change you. Um, and you have to actually really make a, a decision to let it change. And I didn't do that until I was 17. And I decided I was going to, start living uh, differently to everyone else, uh, my friends. And and they were actually really um, respectful of me for that. I, I, I took a stand for my faith, and they actually, at, at first there was a bit of teasing. I was called uh, the Jesus boy at school, um, which was, you know, a good nickname to have, actually. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but uh, after a while, they started to respect because I was, I would I just wouldn't compromise. Uh, myself and and people actually see that and they respect that um and so that kind of over the last five years i've really just been getting to know god personally on a on a deeper level and it's actually a lot easier than you think because he wants to know you and so you just have to kind of wake up and be like oh yeah okay <laughs> i want to talk to you too and and just listen to him and 
and and be in his presence and engage with him and i've yeah i've i've been doing that the last five years and it's it's been life-changing and the most satisfied i've ever been in my life and uh my relationships are healthier for it my uh i have more fun i'm <laughs> I'm like a, a pretty happy, stupid person most of the time, as you, if you might notice. Um, and that's just because I, I don't feel any pressure anymore to to be anyone else or act any other way because I, I got one life and it's one life with Jesus and it's the best, the best kind of life you could have. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my story. That's so good. I love what you said about like you didn't compromise. Because it can be really easy to have like a moment with the Lord because he loves to give those to us. But to actually stand firm and not compromise, um, even in the midst of everything going on, I love what you said about that. It's so good. Yeah, I Thank should you. just qualify. I'm, I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so there has been, really? uh, there has been some <laughs> compromises. Um, but it's, it's, it's different. It's not a life of compromise, you know? Right. The balance <laughs> is there. There's a balance, you right. know? So you got to have... You gotta have grace for yourself that uh, you're, we're not gonna be perfect, you know. I still have things I struggle with. I still, you know, I'll, sh I'll tell Denise yeah, something that's a little over the line, like I'll be a little mean, uh, <laughs> and Denise will have to forgive me and I'll need to uh, apologize. Yeah. But uh, there's actually a willingness to apologize <laughs> that maybe wasn't there before. Yeah. And uh, it's less and less, and you, it feels like an impossible task to begin with. And then when you actually walk it out, it becomes easier and easier and easier as you become more like uh, Jesus, as you spend more time with him. Yeah. That's really good. Can you guys give a round of applause to Jack? Thank you, Jack. All right. If you guys don't remember, this is the beautiful Denise. So, Denise, what's one thing that you wish you knew about Jesus when you were younger? Uh, for sure, it was something about connection and relationship with God I didn't know that you can be so connected and so close to God and also like that God is not angry with me and he's always smiling at me like pretty much all the time and and the thoughts of God about me like I I wish I could I knew this before um, about the connection part I I wish I knew that before because um, just like I think it's a pretty much like a, a thing that everyone goes through like to discover who you are and who you want to uh, be with you like next to you your friendships and I kind of didn't know that so I didn't know who I was when I was a teen <laughs> pretty much and so not having my identity firmed and even though I was born in a Christian family, I don't like how my parents raised me. It was It was fine. My parents, they are awesome. But there was some stuff that needed to be discussed and needed to be um, talked in my home. And maybe it wasn't. So in my school, I learned a lot of stuff <laughs> that kind of messed with my head. And I ended up not even believing in God anymore at some point. And it brought me to so many problems, like uh, mental problems. I I was struggling a lot, and the yeah, okay. So the thing that actually changed was that um, when I figured, when I stopped to think that I didn't know where I was going to end end up if I died, and this changed my life 
and I remember uh, having this prayer with God and promise not hurting to not hurt myself anymore because I used to do that because I was so confused and and other stuff and then I, re I remember this week I was completely released from all these thoughts and all these this addictions and that was just like the beginning of my walk with God but it was not like still there and um, I will summarize a lot uh, I only figured out more about like the 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 heart of God for me when I went to BSSM I mean I knew parts of it but it was like so like not very clear to me so when I came to BSSM I actually figured out so much more about myself and God because the more you you know him the more you know you know about about yourself you know about your identity in him so he would call me so many good things and I would wake up in the morning and then it would be like um, all these thoughts of like old pat patterns of thoughts like uh, about myself like very bad thoughts and then I would remember who he is and it's like oh that's not from him and then I would remember I would have to rem remind myself who he is and uh, the thoughts that he has about me and this helped me to walk with him and honestly to be very honest he's my best friend <laughs> he's my best friend and the things that he says to me that is good things, I would probably definitely do. And the things that he says, I don't want you doing this, I would like, okay, I respect you so much, so I don't do this. <laughs> That's so good. Can we clap for that, you guys? <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable. It's amazing because Denise is one of the most like joyful, sweet, kind people I've ever met in my life. And it's crazy how God can take someone who's struggling with their life and whether their life matters and make them one of the most beautiful, joyful people. And it's beautiful because that's who Denise has been ever since God created her. You know, like when God was like, I'm going to create Denise, that was his intention for her. So even though you went through all that stuff, he held on to that. And he said, no, like you're my daughter. This is who you're going to be. You're a beautiful fighter. It's crazy how God fights for us, you guys. It's amazing. Thank you for sharing, Denise. So this is Mario. Everyone say hi, Mario. Hi, Mario. <laughs> hi everyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> this one's for you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm Mario. Yeah. Hi, Mario. <laughs> we didn't figure that out a second ago. Um, yeah, you guys are lovely. All right. Um, I grew up in church as well, uh, kind of in a similar setting to this. Um, grew up. Yeah, grew up. Grew up knowing about Bethel, believing in all the right stuff, and I kind of had a similar journey of, of you know, although I, I grew up Christian, it was very real for me. I was a leader amongst my peers and amongst even the church at a very young age, um, and to the point where, you know, they wanted me to preach, and I was like 15, 16, and they thought I was so cool, but anyways, um, at some point, I... Anyway, I'm, no. um, <laughs> so I, I, I guess I just, through a series of events, I just woke up one day and realized that I didn't really believe in this whole thing. And, um, and it was just kind of a struggle. I was like, I was like, I had all these questions and, and I wondered what would, you know, different people, whether 
you know, whatever caused it, I just woke up one day and I never, I always meant to be the most on fire person in the room, but it just, it just felt like I didn't know what I used to know, you know, and, and the information was there and I would tell myself the same things I always told myself, but it just didn't make sense anymore. And, um, so, so through, through some difficulty and, uh, with a lot of like heartbreak and different losing friends and family I walked away from the church that was really hard um I just you know we had to was trying to just be honest with myself and um that was just so difficult as a process to go through um and (laughs) this was not that long ago actually (laughs) but um so then I just that's time I still believed that God was real and I felt like I was on this journey that I need to like find him for myself and I think that my main advice I would give I'll, I'll finish the story a little bit later but main advice I would give just that I wish I would have had a little bit more um when I was you hear this a little bit maybe you've heard it before from people but there's probably a time in your life that we're all going to have if you haven't already had it where your relationship with God is going to have to become real for you even if uh Maybe you feel like you're a passionate believer as a young age. I think that there's just a time that comes, whether it's through heartbreak, through death and loss, grief, just plain old read a Bible verse one too many times and you go, that doesn't seem right, you know. Uh, It could be whatever. And I think it's just, like, important to know that that there's that, (laughs) there comes a time, you know, and and it's kind of, I think it's, I, I, w- I wish I would have been told that it's normal to feel that way, you know? It's normal to feel like the ground I'm standing on is not solid like I thought it was and um, that I have to discover God on my, not just on my, not necessarily on my own as, you know, uh, separate from community, but like it's up to me, you know? I, if I don't do this on my own, it's not going to happen. And so I, and so I, I came, I just decided, you know, I don't really know what's, I don't really know what to do, and so I'm just going to go to Bethel because I have, <laughs> you know, I hear God is there, and, and that's that's where I, you know, that seems like a good place to look, and so, and so I just went there, and I, that would probably be my challenge, is like, look, that, if you, if you search for God, you know, with a good heart, I think you're going to find him, right, and I, you know, it could be, through all the chaos, through all the crazy, you know, some people stick with you, some people don't. But I think that, like, go go after God, and you will find him. And, I mean, I made it to the second year of the program, so <laughs> I'm still doing this thing. You know, and, uh, yeah, so uh, that's really cool. So I will I will say that, like, like especially as a kid, it's a story that I, I think my story is one that, that – I think that if I would have heard somebody talk like this when I was your age, I probably would have looked down on them, if I'm being honest with myself. And um, I think that it's kind of, like, easy to have the mindset of, you know, it's easy to have the mindset that that might happen to someone else, but never to me. But I, I de- I'm not saying that you're going to walk away from the church, and I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that, that it's important to make like to pursue a relationship with God for yourself and to like 
not rely on what people have told you, not rely on just what you're supposed to think or what you have been told is right or what, you know, you have to follow that thing within you that says that I have to find this God of truth and life and it doesn't matter what I've been told, I have to find it. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my advice for you guys. Just be honest with yourself in your journey and look for God and he'll be there. That's so good, Mario. Thank you. Thank you. That's really good. I don't even know how to respond to that because that was very good. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> All right. This is Skylar. Everyone say hi, Skylar. Hi, Skylar. <laughs> All right, Skylar. Go for it. Hey, guys. Um, first off, I wish I knew lots of things when I was your guys' age. Um, but here I am. Oh. <laughs> um, one of the things I did wish I knew was that my body is a temple of God and that I am a carrier of his presence. If I knew that, I think there would be lots of situations where I'd be able to bring breakthrough to others. Um, yeah, just knowing that and knowing that's your identity and who you are. Um, there's multiple times where I would see that one person just sitting in the hallway by themselves. And it's like, I wish I could go back to that very moment and just pour into that person and just sit with them, you know, get to know them. And um, yeah, like I, <laughs> I really wish I knew that. And I think it would have been so much more different if I would have known that. Um, and another thing that I wish I knew was that it's okay to do things for yourself and not to please others. Um, for example, like it was very difficult for me to decide to do Bethel School of Ministry um, because I thought that I had to go to college in order to be successful. But in reality, it's like you need to do what's best for yourself. And I think in this day of age that there's so much pressure to go on to the next thing and decide what you want to do. Um, I'm not saying that college is bad, trust me. I have done some college, but I think for myself, it would, I was finally able to acknowledge that it's okay to take this moment and time to just focus on the Lord before I continue my schooling. Um, and I also wish I knew that like, um, how to manage my time well. I was very, very busy. I did competitive soccer. I played soccer for the school. I did musical in choir. So I was constantly going. And in a way, I guess I was idolizing that and putting that before the Lord. And I wish I was able to recognize that. And I wish I would have able was able to actually spend time in the secret place with the Lord. And I think that is so important to remember that in those moments is when you connect to the Lord the most. And actually what ended up happening was because I was so busy, it was almost like the Lord put everything on pause. I was misdiagnosed with the heart condition, basically told that if I ever stepped on a field again and played soccer, that would basically have a cardiac arrest and die. Um, so I was told that. Later found out that I was misdiagnosed, so that was, of course, heartbreaking. But basically, I recognized, like, wow, God, like, 
you took this out of my life for a reason so that I could just pursue your heart and go after you. Um, So that was a beautiful time of just, and it's important to just come to God with thankfulness, even in the difficult seasons. I've definitely been through difficult seasons, even like currently, but like, it's important to have a heart of thankfulness and just surrender it all to the Lord. And that's really when you start to see a shift in things. And um, I just saw so many ways where God actually redeemed the time that was spent taken away from me in playing soccer because that was literally where my heart was that's everything I loved and it was actually my safe place that I went to like in difficult times but he later redeemed that um and right now I'm actually a coach at a college for soccer so it's actually really cool how the Lord redeems what was lost um and I have multiple other testimonies where um the Lord has done that in my life, but that's definitely something that I rem- like wish I had known is that to just, it's okay to surrender things to the Lord and to actually set aside time to be in the secret place with him. But that's so good. Thank you, Skylar. That's really good. That's so good. One thing I love about everyone's story is how they all were on a different journey. You know what I mean? Like, They all have sought out God and experienced his love, absolutely, but they've also been on their own separate journeys, and God has shown up for each and every one of them. And I will say, too, like, we're students at um, Bethel, but whether or not we go to church to Bethel, we go there, like, God will move in your lives, too. You know what I mean? Like, I know when I was younger, we would have teams come to my dad's church, and I'm a pastor's kid, um, and I remember sitting in seats like you did and looking at students, and I remember thinking, like, that they were different because they were able to go to a school, and they were able to, like, have those experiences, um, and I thought that that, like, set them apart from me. You know, but it's not about what church we go to. It's not about what school we go to. It's about the heart of God. Um, And yeah, we all go to the same school and and we love our school, you know, like just like you guys go to the same church and you love your church, you know, but it's really about the fact that God has had his hand on every single person's life here. Um, So even though like we're all going to the same school and running after him like together, like it's not even about that. Like the Lord has moved in our lives. Um, So I just wanted to say that too, because that's our life, that's our world, so it happens, but I remember I felt a little bit disqualified when I was younger looking at Bethel students speak, because I was like, they're so cool and edgy, and I'm just a youth, and I'll, like, maybe one day when I get to go to school, like, I'll go there, and I'll be like Mario, and, but, like, you're gonna be you, and you're gonna go where the Lord calls you, and God has your hand on your life, um, And just to know that we're sharing these stories, not to glorify ourselves or even like to draw attention to where we go to school. We're we're telling you these stories because God is real. And because we wouldn't be sitting here sharing our stories with you if he didn't move in our lives. Um, And the way that he's moved in our lives, the way that he moves at our school can happen in this room, in your life, um, through your leaders who pour into you and love you, in your bedroom when you're in your bed at night and you're wondering what's going on, like, Everything that's happened in our lives here at our church, at our school, will happen in your church, in your bedroom. Um, It's not just here. So I just wanted to say that. I felt the Lord on that. So John, with that, (laughs) John, (laughs) what's the one thing you wish you knew about Jesus when you were younger? First of all, awesome little improv preach there. (laughs) Rach? (laughs) Yeah, uh, 
I'm John, once again. Hi, John. <clears throat> Hi. Uh, I grew up in a rock-solid Christian home, uh, going to church, Sunday school, youth group, watching Veggie Tales, the whole deal. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Silly songs with Larry, anyone? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody's still got a water buffalo. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I knelt down in the church aisle when I was five years old to say the prayer and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior because my mommy told me I had to. And um, But as previously stated, I was five, so um, that's pretty much just what they were, just words. And... Um, Eventually, the world crept in as I got, like, more inf influenced by it. Um, and basically, throughout middle school and most of high school, I just wanted to be a cool kid, really. I'm sure that's relatable. Um, forgot what I was going to say. Hold on. <laughs> um I had some traumatic experiences in 2019 when I was 16, and in October of that year, I actually went to a Young Saints conference at Bethel, and um, there was an evangelist there, and he started calling kids down to the stage, and he just was just touching them on the forehead, and they were, boom, falling out on the floor, and that was the first time I'd ever seen anyone fall out in the power of the Holy Spirit, and I was like, Whatever that is, I want it. And I ran down to the stage and jumped around waving my hand until the, until the guy saw me. And he said, pointed at me and said, Oi, you there, red hair, get up here, mate. <laughs> and the crowd parted like the Red Sea. And I ran up there and jumped on the stage. He tapped me on the forehead and boom, I was on the stage twitching for half an hour. <laughs> and I was not the same kid who walked in that day. I, I've been living for the Lord ever since. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, but only four years. Um, and, you know, I'm still learning stuff. Um, that's why I went to BSSM, to learn stuff and grow in my relationship with God, grow in the spiritual gifts that he has blessed all of us with. Um, what I really wish I knew when I was a teenager and um, in middle school, my life then was, um, I was pursuing a whole ton of things besides God for like fulfillment and gratification. And I, I just wish I, well, I knew, I knew a whole bunch of stuff, knew, because I was a church kid, but I wish I understood, is a better word, how pointless living all that is without God. I wish I understood how it's hard to explain how just nothing all those pursuits were because God wasn't in them like I wasn't pursuing God I was pursuing all kinds of other stuff and you know there's a bible verse I can never remember the reference but um I, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul and I was pretty much trying to gain the world but losing my soul, and it still amazes me how big the change God made in me was. I'm totally, like, 
the world's here, I'm here. I am just against the grain. I'm, I don't agree with anything in the world now. I realize, I understand God is the only way. Like, you hear that all the time in church, probably 50 times a Sunday, but, like, it's true. He's the only way. No one comes to the Father except through him. No one has any sort of relationship with God if you don't know who he is. But you all know who he is. That's cool. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> and if you don't, we can fix that real quick. And <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So anyway, that's That's so that's good, John. Mind. Thank you. <laughs> that's really good. Good job, John. So proud of you. John and I were in our, our first year of our group together, so it's been pretty cool to see him blossom, the young little young little guy. I was going to make a joke, and then I went blank, so it didn't really happen. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to wrap up this panel. Um, but quickly, I actually felt the Lord to answer the question myself, which wasn't what I was going to do, but when the Lord tells me to do something, you do it. So I'll lead by example. Um, but I grew up in church. Uh, like I said, I was a pastor's kid. But that didn't make me, like, immune <laughs> to the world. Um, my testimony is a little bit heavy, so I'm going to get real with you guys. Is that okay? Okay, so I am just going to dive into it. So if this catches you by surprise or anything, you can come to me and I can cover you with love and peace and kindness. But I was exposed to pornography when I was seven. So I was addicted to pornography for about 13 years of my life, all right? And I struggled with depression, self-harm, suicidal thoughts. I had an eating disorder. Basically, anything that you can think of that someone would go through, I have gone through that. Drugs, drinking everything and I was 11 years old when I was hospitalized for the first time because I was suicidal um, and I couldn't be in a room by myself so they just put me in the hospital because at least I could be monitored there and during all that time I was in church serving going to church on Sundays like I was on the prayer team I believed in God I even spoke in tongues like I was doing the church thing but deep inside like something wasn't right like my life was not fulfilled I also cry if I show my testimony. So, like, if I cried, don't even worry about it. Crying is good, you know? We all do it. But, yeah, like, my life was just not. It wasn't going well. And, but I loved the Lord. And I knew that was the only thing I could hold on to because nothing else made sense, you know? And I was in so much pain, and I was so numb to everything. And I was a kid, you guys. Like, I always would be so annoyed when I was in middle school and high school and people tell me I was young because I wanted to grow up so badly, because I thought that if I grew up and became an adult, that all the pain would stop. So whenever anyone would be like, oh, like, you're a youth, like, you're just 16, that actually made me angry. Because <laughs> I was like, no, like, you don't understand how much pain that I'm in. But I was in church and serving, and I felt the love of the Father. Like, I had accepted the Holy Spirit in my life, but something just wasn't, wasn't giving. And I remember I went to a youth retreat, um, and I had done the whole prayer thing, like even after Christ when I was five, I was baptized. I begged my dad to baptize me. And so I was doing the church thing, but it actually was a youth retreat where I was on the ground, like pissed at the world and sitting during worship, like, you know what, like screw it. Like, I love you, Lord, but like, I don't know if I can do this church thing anymore. And I remember I would write in a journal and I would write like suicide letters. I would write like all the darkness was in that journal. And a youth leader came up to me that I didn't know. I had never met her in my life. I haven't seen her since. 
she sits down on the floor next to me, and she's like, can I pray for you? And I was like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> go for it. Like, do whatever you want to do. At that point, I didn't care. And she lays her hands on me, and she's like, do you write in a journal? And I was like, it depends. <laughs> I was like, who's asking? Um, but I was like, yeah, I write in a journal. And she was like, interesting. She's like, I just feel like the Lord's saying that he's going to fix everything in your journal. And I remember I just started like, hysterically sobbing and she, this girl's like <laughs> she's like because she has no idea that like I'm like ending it all you know um and in that moment like I encountered hope for the first time in my life and I realized that shame was wasn't the way to live I lived my life through a lens of shame because of what I the trauma that I endured from abusive relationships and from pornography and from my depression that I was living my life through a lens of shame because I felt dirty and I felt like there's something wrong with me because I was a pastor's kid, but I was going through so much pain and I lived my life through a lens of pain. And in that moment, the Lord restored my heart and he took that shame away from me in an instant. And there was still a process of going to therapy and, and talking to my youth leaders and being honest with how I was. I went to therapy. I talked to my friends. But if I wasn't in youth group and I didn't stick out having community, I would not be here. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, so there was process in the midst of the Lord instantly healing me. Um, but I just felt to say that to emphasize like the importance of community and of asking questions and of reaching out when you need help. And not just playing church. Like the Lord didn't put us in church to play church. He put us in church to do the real thing. Um, so we're going to move into some ministry time. If we, I know that I just like dumped some stuff. But we're going to move into ministry time and we're going to transition really quick so we can pray. Um, so really quick, we're going to clap for them. And then we're going to move into prayer and I'm going to pray. Okay, awesome. You guys can get in a posture to receive. Um, Maddie's going to come up and play a song, and I'll give some direction, too. Um, yeah. We're going to move into ministry time, like I said. I also just want to invite you guys just to posture yourself um, for prayer. I'm going to wait on the Holy Spirit and see what he is doing in the room. Yeah, I know that during the panel, Skylar mentioned something about the secret place, and I want to let you guys in on what that can look like for you because sometimes we go to church and then when we go home there's like a a little bit of a gap so secret place looks like going into your place in your room or maybe when you're stressed out at school and just consecrating yourself on God so for example if I'm having a hard day at work and I go to my car afterwards what it looks like for me to go into secret place with Jesus is just to go okay Jesus you're here and that's enough, and that enters me into union with him, right? So we're going to pray. So if I could have my ministry team come forward. I'm going to pray, and then, yeah, we'll move into that. So Jesus, yeah, God, I thank you that you're here. God, I thank you that you redeem us, Jesus. God, I thank you that it's your love, God, that brings us to forgiveness, God, that brings us into wholeness. And Father, right now, I just pray, God, that you would compel the hearts of your children, that you would compel your hearts of your children.
And God, I pray right now just for, for your presence to rain down. If you guys could stand. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's just like a, kind of what I mentioned earlier, like there's, there is a room for you guys tonight to experience freedom for the night. So if you could posture yourself in worship, if that's you closing your eyes, lifting your hands, just standing where you are. But if something tonight that one of, um, that one of us mentioned resonated with you, whether that was you feel like you're running into being a perfectionist or you feel like you don't really know what's going on or maybe resonated with my story and you're struggling with your mental health, there's a place for you tonight to encounter the Lord. There's a place for you tonight to encounter some freedom. Maybe right now I feel like your heart is racing and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm nervous. Maybe I have to pee. Like, I don't really know what's going on. But if you feel like like you feel heat or you feel like your heart is racing, I just would um, ask you to come forward. We have people up here to pray for you. I'll be up here as well if you guys need prayer. But yeah, so Jesus, right now we just focus our eyes on you, God. God, we thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that every single person who shared, God, is here because of you and because of your kindness. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing, God. Thank you for who you are, that you're real, and that you chase after your children, Father, and that we have the honor of making the choice to chase after you.